What's up, everybody? I am Travis Thing. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast is brought to you by CarterComics.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. Carter Comics has got them all. All you got to do is go to CarterComics.com, fill up your cart with all their amazing comics. Use discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. You can save 10% on your entire order. If you look to buy more than one, you can save 10% additionally just by doing that. And they include free shipping. So if you're looking to get multiple comics at this point in time, go to CarterComics.com. Check out their store. Throw them in your cart. Multi-purchases, 10% off. FreakNet uh, discount code, 10% off, plus free shipping. And not only at their website, but their eBay account as well. The link to that can be found on the homepage. Again, CarterComics.com is a proud sponsor of FreakNet Studios, this freaking uh, show, and just freaking wrestling. And soon to be the uh, the the religion one that we're doing in a month. Six weeks. Six weeks, Joe. That's right. Yeah. I don't know uh I don't know what this show's gonna feel like because I am in um I never I don't know if I've ever been in a sense of euphoria or have had a euphoric like feeling before. But if this is what it is, I enjoy it very much. Oh, nice. Every This is you experiencing euphoria. I, I don't, I don't, I want to say maybe it, the thing is like, so I am actually with my phone. I will tell you exactly. I will tell you exactly where I'm at. We are at, uh, I don't know why apps take forever to load 42 hours, 35 minutes and 33 seconds into a fast. Oh, nice. Um, I'm trying to go for the 72, uh, as as I feel right now, I feel incredible, and I think I might be able to make it. Nice. Um, I feel I. It's a little bit of a mixed emotion thing because here I am on a video podcast recording a show with you, uh, with uh, with my beard a little bit scraggler than I prefer it to be, and I'm wearing a beanie cap instead of my hat because I haven't gotten a haircut I think since we did that cemetery vlogs, and it's just too wild. So there's there's some parts of me that are a little bit kooky, a little bit out of whack. But I gotta tell you right now, I I I know I don't know where I was at weight wise when I started at the very beginning. I just one day I ate lunch at work, I overindulged and I know I did. And I'm like, you know what? I'm starting to fast up. I'm just gonna start right now. I'm gonna do a twenty four hour and just, you know, whatever. Twenty four hour fast. I'm not gonna eat dinner, I'm not gonna eat breakfast, I'll eat lunch deal tomorrow. Uh and uh I got to about lunchtime and I was like, you know, I'm not not really that hungry. Roll. Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little bit hungry, but not not like I really need to eat. So I was like, you know, whatever. I'll just maybe I'll eat dinner. I'll I'll, I'll eat dinner when I get home. And I got home and I just, you know, I started watching a little TV, I played a little PlayStation, I was dealing with work because I was dispatching, calling people out, sending emails and stuff. Until about eight o'clock when phones transferred over to the next guy and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to bed in about an hour. There's really no point in me eating, which at this point, I really wanted to eat because I had some chicken in my fridge that I mm. needed to cook. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I cooked that and everything. And as I'm watching, I'm like, man, I do, I do want a piece of that. But, you know, I don't need it right now. Like, so far, so far, so good. In my mind, I'm like, I'm probably going to go to bed in about three hours. 
And as soon as I fall asleep, I know I'm going to get an additional nine more hours of this fast in me. So let's just keep it rolling and everything. But I did weigh myself last night just on the off chance to see where I was at and everything. And I knew in my mind, I'm like, I know it's not going to be great. So, but at least I know where I'm at. And so I weighed myself. I got the number. I went to bed. I woke up, weighed myself again, six pounds down from just yesterday evening alone. Um, my back has felt the greatest it has in months. Hmm. Like there seems to be like a slight stiffness here and there, but I think it was just from like early morning wake ups, but I was able to get out of bed and stand up without the feeling of my lower back and knees collapsing on me and shit. And, uh, it worries me because as, as I'm enjoying this, as much as this feels great to me right now. It worries me that a lot of it is just like, uh, it's just in my head. Yeah. You know, like it's just, uh, what was that called? Subconsciously or whatever. Like thinking like, because I've been fasting for so long, that's why I feel good. That's why my body doesn't hurt. That's why, like, I feel like this is working. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at me on the camera right now and I feel like my face is a little bit thinner. I know it's not possible. I know in 40 hours, Changes like that just don't happen. Right. So I'm in this weird state right now where I'm thinking this is actually working and I feel great too. You know, a lot of this is just in your head, but even when it's yeah. in my, even when I, even when I feel like it's in my head, I feel like it's actually working. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm in that weird I, space in between being, I know it's not working, but I know it is working. It, like right in there. So if that's what euphoria is, I love it. And I don't know if I will make it to 72 hours because we're talking about 1 p.m. tomorrow or 1.30 p.m. tomorrow afternoon would be 72 hours. Right. Um, it's 8 a.m. on a Saturday. And so, you know, I don't know what the rest of the day is going to look like. I, um, if I could get through till tomorrow morning, I could probably make it till 1 in the afternoon. Yeah, I feel you like know. if you make it to tomorrow morning, you might as well. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it just all depends on what I do today to keep myself busy from, you know, getting to that point where now I'm sitting here on board and I'm starving and, dude, it it is hard. Like I tell, I mean, like it, it's not it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, but when I sit there and I walk into my house and I see that I got like, you know, I got about three Edmund donuts just sitting there in a box. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I look over and there's some sour cream and onion chips, you know, I got some, and I, and, and my, and I'm looking at this stuff like, Oh, you know, if I don't eat that, it's going to go stale. You know, I was like, I got a loaf of bread. I got to eat before it starts going moldy and everything. But I bought this stuff two days ago. You know, it's not like it's not like I've had this stuff for a week and stuff. It's like it's like it literally I bought it on Wednesday. So yeah. So if bread molds in two days, there's a problem with the company. Right. Um, I just end up just throwing it in the fridge, anyways. Uh, which actually surprisingly doesn't make it any better. Uh, but whatever. I just wanted to get it out of my face. Um. But yeah, dude, I feel I feel fantastic and. Uh, now all I need to do is get my hair cut and everything. Um, yeah, but that's how I'm feeling, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know if this, if this is going to hold up between the rest of this episode or even the next episode we're going to record. But you know what? If it does, 
Fantastic. What's going on? I'm glad you're feeling good. You definitely, you seem very low energy. (laughs) Which can very much be explained by, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm high energy right now. Wild. Wild. Interesting. Yeah. Man, yeah, I I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm jolt. Like, like there's a jolt going through my body right now. I'm like, yeah, we're fucking in this. Let's do this shit, you know? Like, I don't know. But again, I'm glad it feels that way. I'm glad it feels that way. Maybe that's the euphoric feeling. I don't know. Like I, yeah. I assume this is what people feel like when they smoke weed the right way and they enjoy a highness in the right way. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. You know what? It does strike me that way. Now that you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, okay, right. I can see that. Right. Like I got yeah, the only difference is you're like you're you're focused and sharp, and I feel like most of the people I've seen who had that same kind of vibe are like. You know, well, you can't see it because I got my glasses on, but <laughs> eyes half open, you know, like yeah. just chilling. That's, that's, dude, that's another thing, too. I feel I feel like I'm alert. Like, I feel I feel like like there's, there's alertness to what I'm doing. And I know, like, uh, the, the, the fast track, the, the app that I use, uh, it's like Fast Life or whatever the hell it is. Um, when you reach certain points in the fasting, it uh it tells you like what happens like oh interesting um, yeah so I'm not sure if I'll be able to look at like the actual time stamps and everything but uh so I know at like twelve hours uh let me just let me do this this is a lot easier I mean it's gonna take a little bit of a second so just uh, bear with us and everything Joe, real quick how am I looking light wise light wise yeah oh hey, you look good I yeah think. I got. Well, I got this, uh, I, there's this, uh, I'm, I'm going to do this real quick. Like, you see. Oh, okay. yeah, you got one of those ring lights? Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a buddy of mine who actually, uh, his girlfriend is the DJ that uh, we uh, post up on our Facebook page. Uh, there was a Walmart that was going out of business or something, and he went in and bought, like, I'm like, 10 of these or something like that, and he gave me one. I never nice. used it, and I totally forgot I had it until one day I was going through my stuff on my desk, and I opened up my the cabinet that I keep all the podcasting and YouTube stuff in, and I saw this blue box. I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Let me see if it works. And, yeah, you know, I could change the – so there's uh, this one. There's this color. There's this color. There's, you know – or I guess just changing brightness, whatever I'm doing. I don't know. But then, like, yeah. you know, there's, like, warm, blended, bright, but – Interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've, yeah, I should have just left it. Anyways, so at uh, at the twelve hour mark uh, in the fast, uh, you fall into ketosis, which we've talked about ketosis and done keto and stuff like that before. Your body starts breaking down and burning fat. Uh, when you get to what's the next level here? Uh, Eighteen hours, you're into heavy ketosis, which uh, you switch into fat burning mode. You're generating significant ketones. After that, uh, at the 24-hour mark, your cells are now recycling old components and breaking down misfolded proteins linked to Alzheimer's and other diseases. Uh, so you're following that. We got, dun, 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 I think it was 48 hours. <clears throat> yeah, so at 48 hours, uh, your human growth hormones are now five times what they uh, would be when you started the fast. So there's a couple other things that go on. I don't know. I've never really truly met the 72 hour fast, but uh, dude, I'm I'm excited. I'm happy. So I don't know. 
I, if, if this is what it feels like, I may, I know they say you're only supposed to do it at the most maybe twice a month. And if this is the case, right. I may do this twice a month. I don't know, but. Thanks. Yeah. How are you though, Joe? Let's talk about you for a little bit, man. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I feel like maybe I talked a little bit about this last time, but, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of January just in a pretty bad, uh, depression for me. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I feel like I'm finally coming out of it and it, it feels good to be out of it. And, um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not euphoric, but I'm doing pretty well. I'm feeling, feeling, uh, hopeful and positive and, uh, you know, thinking about, Thinking about the future, thinking about what's next and trying to figure out how to get my church to not die or whether or not I'm going to walk away from it before then. Yeah. Not that I want that to go out to the world, but. Yeah. No, I get it, man. Um, yeah, I, I, and I, I know we talked about that, but it, it's, dude, it's the same thing for like a lot of churches, except for those like, uh, what is it, like Joel Olstein churches. Yeah. Yeah, but any other church, yeah, like any other church is like, I mean, it, it all depends on the congregation and, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, a lot of people are still nervous about being in crowds or, you know, I think, I think when it comes to your church, I'm just guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, is when it was booming, when it was, you know, like filled, you had an elderly, um, congregation and, Nobody, li- nobody lives forever, unfortunately, you know, yep. um, and kids, yeah, these they days, were, you know, 30, 30 years ago, uh, they were full. They, they, the, you know, every Sunday it was packed. They were spilling out into the street, but, uh, yeah. you know, you, you have, you know, 30 years is a long time and mm-hmm. you have people die. You have people move away. You have people retire and move away. You have, um, you know, kids go off to college. And then on top of that, um, you know, the, the pastor who was here 30 years ago, uh, was forcibly retired for, um, uh, drinking on the job. Uh, then he stalked the pastor after him. So she eventually left. Um, and then the pastor after her, uh, people didn't like. Uh, and then the pastor after that, uh, was my immediate predecessor. And just every, every time a pastor left, um, there was a split. And we lost about half the congregation. So, yeah. Yeah, it seems like you got put in a rough situation there, Joe. Yeah, the way I like to talk about it, um, man, this is, I feel like this is the first time I'm doing it in a public going out to the world forum. Um, I came onto a sinking ship. Mm-hmm. And if it sinks, it was sinking already. Um, yeah. If we get it floating again, if we get it bailed out, if we get it patched up, sweet. You know the Lord is good and does good things. But. Yeah, the the one uh, the one uh, what the hell is it called? You know, like I said, sinking ship. Like that. The comparison I I I, I hear the most about about this situation that I always kind of enjoyed hearing is uh, you're like the bandaid on a gunshot wound. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, it's just, I know it's just really hard, like, especially when you look at traditional churches, you know, like, like yours is, you know, hymns and stuff like that. I don't know if, like, there's a, there's a small group of kids that still enjoy that type of church who are mm-hmm. able to walk in there, sit and, you know, well, you don't have pews anymore. I guess you guys have chairs and stuff, right? 
Yeah, yeah we've always had uh, these ADM obnoxious theater yeah. seats. Yeah, yeah, theater seats. Um, they can sit there and listen to organs and you know singing hymns and stuff like that. It's like, I said, dude, honestly, I, I think I think the churches that are you know become more popular, the new you know the modern churches, the uh, the new age churches, where you know the guys up there with drums and guitars and you know singing holy, holy, holy and all that stuff. And but I I know when I went, to, I've, I've been to your church as far as I know at least twice, mm-hmm. maybe maybe once. Twice, maybe twice. I don't know. I, I know I've been there a couple of times. I know I've been to a. I, I've never been to a sermon. Actually, I've been to a, a baptism, and I've been to a uh, what's that, like a, a, a marshmallow roast, or whatever you guys call them. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you've never been on a Sunday morning? I don't. I had to have. I think we did yeah, when we first so. started. Yeah. You know, we did. I, I yeah, we did because I remember going up. I think it was like within the maybe first month of you being there. So gotcha. I just I just can't remember because that was like what like five years ago. Yeah, it was five years ago. Yeah, and almost six. Yeah, um, I felt comfortable, and that's and that's the one thing I think you know I look for in churches. Like, like when I sat down and I listened, and it wasn't because you know you're my brother, you know my brother and everything. It's not because I'm seeing like you know yeah this is great because you know Joe's up there. I just felt comfortable. I just like when I'm sitting in there, it feels comfortable. Like there's. Like nice. I can look around and you, there's just like a warmth that goes through you, and when nice. you can find places like that, those are what's going to draw people in and keep people there. And your church in Christ Community Church, uh, that's here in Pietzon that I go to, and uh, the People's Church that uh, Derek and his parents uh, went to that I went to with him growing up, mm-hmm. were the were the three churches I felt the most comfortable with. Uh, the first church I was a member of was the Emmanuel Church in Piatone, and nothing against that church. That church is, it reminds me a lot of yours. It just, you know, mm-hmm. just the, the layout of it. But I didn't have like that warm feeling. Like, like this, it didn't feel like the church I was supposed to be at. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a, the church I was, uh, that me, Nick, Sherry, cousin Sean, and cousin Sam were all baptized at. I can't remember where it's called. I can't, for the life of me, I don't remember it. I know it's up north, and I know my great grandparents went to uh, went to it before they passed away. I also felt warmth at that church. So when you find churches like that, uh, it gives you a sense of warmth. Like this is where I want to be, and this is where I belong. So I know the hardest part is getting people to at least show up, at least for the first time or whatever, even mm-hmm. returning. But I think once you're able to do that, that's what's going to draw them in because there's going to yeah. be that warmth that's given by the church. That's how I feel. It's just, it's hard to get people in. And, you know, you, I think it's not, it's, you can't blame it on the pandemic anymore, but I do think that the pandemic played a big part in it of teaching people that like, you don't, the world isn't going to, the, the earth isn't going to stop spinning if you don't go to church on Sunday. And I think a lot of people got comfortable, uh, watching it on their computers or on their TVs. Um, and that's, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. I do want to say like, However faith works for you, I I think that's great um, to an extent, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else is the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it helps you and doesn't hurt anybody, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I I do think that, like, I think that was a big part of it. It's It's been hard to get my own people back who were there before because it was just like – you know, we, we lost all this momentum and it's like, well, yeah, I can, I can just watch it on, I released it on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, you know, we, we used to live stream, but Facebook blocked my ability to do that for a little while. Because of religion? 
What's that? I uh, know for um because uh, we don't have a streaming license for the the hymns we play. Oh, um, so like te- technically, you know, if I had a lawyer, they would really hate this. Uh, technically, I'm breaking copyright law every Sunday. <laughs> God, gotcha. um, but there's like there's like ten of us. Like, what are you gonna, seriously? You're going to come after us for yeah. ten people? Anyway, um, you know, if we had a hundred, we'd have the streaming license because we could afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, I digress. Because of that, Facebook uh, Facebook started like cracking down on people playing music on the platform. Um, like even even like small musicians and stuff, they got got cracked down on a lot. Um, you know, early days of the pandemic, it was fine. Later days of the pandemic, they're like, ah, actually, you need to start paying for this. What, are you talking about small musicians like doing covers, or are they being dinged for their own original work? Uh, mostly covers. Okay, gotcha. I was going to say, like, if they start, if they start dinging people I'm sure their there were some work, getting dinged for their original work probably. just because Facebook sucks. But Yeah, right, because it's so good, they think this can't, that can't be original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so it's just, you know, so so anyway, it I, I couldn't live stream anymore, and to be honest with you, I don't want to live stream. I I think if if you want to catch it live, come in person. Yep. I'm Otherwise, gonna, if, if, the, if the computer is good enough, let it be good enough, but you're going to get it Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and uh, if this if you believe what I'm about to say is gonna get you in trouble with your uh, with your, I know there's people you answer to other than Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna say something, and if you believe this will get you in trouble, let me know, and I'll delete it off of this. But I do believe 100 percent that the problem with churches is that, and this may sound like I'm kissing your butt, but uh, they don't have people like you. Oh, thank you. Uh, a, a lot of churches, and I'm not saying every single one, but a lot of churches, they're more, if they were going through what you're going through right now, their biggest problem and their, what they would be talking about right now is that we aren't getting the money in every single Sunday. You find your problem to be you're not getting the community in as much mm-hmm. as you want to be. And that should be the focus of churches. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Like, the don't, whole... don't get me wrong; we're in a budget shortfall. <laughs> oh no, I, I, but, but, but you know, thing, but but yeah, I I don't think you you can't solve it by by saying pay me more. It's it's yeah. you know we gotta get more people in exactly, yeah. and and that and that's the whole reason for church. Again, if that part gets you in trouble, that you're focused more on community and not money, let me know and I'll get that deleted. Oh. If they, yeah, if that if it gets me in trouble to say we're we're more focused on community than money, yeah. then let them fire me. Okay, because um, <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, but but that's but isn't that the whole reason churches were created is to congregate the community together to worship God as a whole? Yep. It's like it, it, like churches weren't built like McDonald's and Starbucks, and it's not built to provide a service to get money in exchange for it. Right. You know that's why they're what what, what the hell is it called? Uh, the the money Non-profit? you can send it. No, no, the money. Oh, uh, the tithe. Uh, you mean a tithe? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tithing or it's something else. It begins with a C. Is there something like like when they hand around the plate um, and shit in there, or like a C word or something? You look like coffers. That I don't remember. Right. I could have sworn the offering. Like, maybe offering. Maybe Charity? I'm thinking of offering. No, I think I'm thinking of offering. I think I'm thinking of offering. I'm getting to make gotcha. some communion. I haven't had a communion in quite some time. I miss them. Uh, it's just a little wafers and a little thing of wine. Um, drunks. We do. Uh, we do Hawaiian bread and Dear. grape juice. Mm-hmm. Now, why is it cheaper than getting the, uh, the 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 chips? I just I figure if we if we're gonna do it, it might as well taste really good. 
And I just, I really like uh, the the Hawaiian bread. I just think it tastes good. I also, um, my my when I took my worship class in seminary, um, Hawaiian bread was what was recommended because it tears the easiest. So if you're if you're at a church that does like specifically teared or torn, excuse me, torn loaves yeah, yeah. that everybody shares, then then the Hawaiian bread's really good for that because it's really easy to tear. There was one church. Well, yeah, let me tell you this, and then we'll get back to what I was talking about. There was one church I went to, and I can't remember where it was. It had to have been a Catholic church. Where you line up and you all drink from the same cup. Yeah, I think that, that happens. I, I think that was a Catholic church. Yeah, we we stopped doing that and anything like that with the pandemic. Yeah, and I well, yeah, this was maybe twenty years ago. Yeah. That, that, that I, I just remember doing it. I Catholic remember, churches, I think, still do that though. You get, you I get people that. up there and they you take the sip and they wipe it off and hand yes. it to the next person. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's like we did like because they had um. The little kneeling uh, stable or whatever the hell you, what the thing was called, but like you would walk up, kneel down, he would say something, lean, tip the cup in, you take a little bit of a sip, and then yep. you know as you're walking away, he takes the thing, wipes off the rim, next person wipes on, you know like a, you know conveyor belt again, people to drink the blood of God and stuff, yep. and uh, I mean it, it's thinking about it now that's an insane thing to fucking do. I know. <laughs> But I mean that was that was the norm, and that's what you know. And like I said, I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure that was the Catholic Church. I think it might have been the church that uh, that Ashley was uh, baptized at. Um, but yeah, no, dude, it's like it. The the churches need to be focused on community, not the money. And I get that the money is important because without money, the church doesn't stay open. Yeah, but that's they, a hard line to walk. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I know we've talked about it, you know, off air and stuff about like a time frame you think the church has and all that stuff, and yep. it's unfortunate, it really is. Um, but it can't be your burden to bear; it can't be just on you. So hopefully, right. people are there helping you, and I know you're, you know, obviously you're doing like, you know, well, not now because it's not the season, but you know, the bonfires, you know, weekly or whenever you're doing them, you had uh. Uh, you had, I think, a festival uh, at, at the end of summer or something like that. Yep, we had. Uh, well, we had the Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, the first of October, first Saturday of October, and we, um, yeah, every every other week during the summer we do s'mores. Um, yeah, that's most of our summer stuff. We do have a, a lady who likes to come in and do concerts during the summer, and we mm-hmm. we split it like fifty fifty or sixty forty. Gotcha. Um, you know, and it's it's always a suggested donation. That that's the thing. We I we're not broke, mm-hmm. you know. We're just you know, we're we're not raising our operating funds. Yeah. At this point. And you know, it's it's just it's just the reality. And you know the the thing is that I I think about is that everything ever everything has a time, everything has a season. Um, you know, even even organizations get old and die. And that's just the reality. That's just the reality. But, um, you know, the, the deeply sort of Christian faithful part of it for me is, um, you can't have resurrection without death. And so at, at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, if we die, we die and that's going to be very sad, but hopefully the, the, um, you know, whatever resources we have left at that point can be put toward helping somebody else flourish or something else get started or something like that. And, and, and maybe we can be a really a big blessing to the community 
uh, even if that happens. Now, a couple years down the line at this point, but, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I do feel like we're, we're starting to do some stuff that, that is positive. Um, I've started to, um, personally, I'm, I'm running more ads on Facebook for our, um, uh, events and stuff and getting, uh, a surprising amount of, uh, of feedback and, uh, and, and likes and shares and things from the community. So here's hoping that that, you know, turns into butts and seats, which turns into, uh, you know, people at coffee hour. Yep. So. Does, uh, is there a Facebook page for like church, like Chicago churches? I'm sure there is. I don't know if I'm part of it. If there's not, there should be, because that'd be pretty cool. Like if like, you know, like every church in Chicago is a part of this group where they share their stuff to it that way. If somebody's like, oh, okay, this church is in, you know, not that far off from our neighborhood and we can go to that and stuff like that. Um, yeah, dude, it's, you know, it's adapt or die. You know, it's just like, you just, you gotta, you gotta find what is working, utilize that and keep it going. And I said, I think you're doing that. I'm guessing off the top of my head, you're probably the youngest pastor they've had at that church. Um, uh, probably, probably. Yeah. yeah I so, actually don't even think, well, there was one guy who was there. Actually, it was the, really the, the whole, almost the whole 20th century. Uh, they had two pastors, basically. Mm. Uh, so it's possible that those guys, uh, when they started, um, they each did about 40, 50 years, uh, may have been younger than me when they started. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know. I, I really, I honestly, I've never yeah. seen pictures of them from that time period. Uh, I always see the pictures. Like, we've got one. You've probably never seen it. Uh, most people probably have never even noticed it, but when you walk in through our main, do- uh, sanctuary doors, mm-hmm. um, not even sanctuary door, the main front door of the church off of, uh, off of Forest Glen there. Yeah. Um, there's actually a picture on the wall of, uh, Reverend Cyril Richardson, who was the first pastor. Yes. First pastor of that church, uh, and served for like 50 years. Um, okay. and it's, it says like pastor emeritus or something like that at the bottom of his, uh, his picture. So, Mm -hmm. and it's an old, I mean, he's old in that picture. Yeah. Well, I hope it, I hope your church uh, does thrive, Joe, because this world needs more of them. And, uh, thank you. What, uh, what are you freaking drinking? Oh, I'm freaking drinking my, uh, my Christmas blend coffee. Salad. From that, uh, that Elkhart roastery. What's What's the mug? What's it's that? a uh, Dalek from Doctor Who. Oh, cute. Okay. Yeah. It actually says the Daleks on the other side there. Mm, yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, that's the name of the species. Uh, they're uh, they're like a they're kind of like an octopus thing that encase themselves in armor and then they uh, they they kill stuff. They're kind of fascists, but um. <laughs> Like that's, I mean, that's the joke, right? That's the, that's the yeah. thing. That's how they, they're like the space Nazis. That's their, their whole deal. Um, that's not why I like the mug. Whatever it is, this mug makes my top coffee taste better than any other mug I own. And so it's the one I always use. There you go, man. Nice. Yep. What about you? What are you drinking? Uh, black tea. Freaking drinking. Black tea. Nice. Just iced tea. Um, when I woke up this morning and, you know, I was, so, 
to talk a little bit more about my fast real quick is I'm not doing like a perfect water fast where it's just coffee, tea, and water. I'm also drinking sugar-free soda once in a while because I do have like a slight sugar addiction. Sure. So, but when I woke up this morning, I was like, you know, I, I've been drinking a lot of water. I've been drinking a lot of, you know, like sugar-free uh, Dr. Pepper or Pepsi or whatever. It's like, I haven't had tea, you know, in like a minute. So I made some tea this morning. Pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I also uh, cleaned out my uh, ice tray because that was a block of ice, and I was like, I don't know how the hell this happened. It's just, I man, it happens. Yeah. yeah. I'm just starting to focus in me now. Um, but, uh, yeah, just yeah, just straight-up regular black tea, and um, probably on the next episode, it's probably just going to be straight-up water. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nice. There was something I do want to talk about uh, on this episode, though. Oh, I think we do. Yeah, we got time for it. We got time. Um, yeah, that's 20 minutes. Yeah, now this, I can't remember what the hell it was for the life of me. Um, oh, yeah. Is the Fountain of Youth in a Cook County Forest Preserve water pump? Interesting. Uh, this article comes from WGN TV. Uh, so in Cook County, Illinois, we have all heard folklore about the Fountain of Youth. Turns out, Many believe Chicago has one of the best. Recently, Block Club Chicago wrote about a local brewery concocting a special ale from a purported magical life-extending water source. There are more than 300 hand water pumps tucked away in Cook County Forest Preserves, but only one with a line people are waiting to fill up at. Mm. Many are making the pilgrimage to the unassuming excuse me, pocket along the Irving Park Road and Cumberland Avenue, which I have no idea where that's at, uh, for a jug of what is called holy water. The Schiller Woods pump isn't fancy. In fact, it looks pretty much like it did back when it was originally installed in 1945. But But it's so coveted, the Forest Reserve of Cook County has to repair the handle several times a year from all of the pumping. Many believe the water is special and makes them look younger, but many claim it is blessed by Pope John Paul II when his motorcade came through in 1979. Okay. They claim that, which means that he didn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He probably drove past and was like, hey, look, a water pump. Right. Uh, It wasn't on the official schedule when I say he didn't. Uh, He may have, but, like, it wasn't, you know, there's no evidence is what you're saying when, when you say it's claimed. (laughs) <laughs> well, more more likely what happened was like while he was in his motorcade, he probably fucking you know dripped some fucking jelly donut on him because I'm assuming the right. pope like jelly filled donuts. And it's like crap. I need to get this wiped off real quick because this robe's a little bit old. And they're like, okay, well there's uh, there's a water pump right there. So they probably got out and you you know pumped it real quick to right. wipe off a stain. And then boom, instantly you know blessed because he's probably just like, oh thank God it came out. I choose to believe that that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, right. Prove me wrong. Who, who's gonna prove me wrong? Right. Oh, Pope John II, pretty sure he's not around to tell me the story. R.I.P., by the way. Yeah. Uh, unlike Chicago tap water, the Schiller Woods pump draws from a natural aquifer more than 50 feet deep. The Forest Preserve Department of Cook County says they do test it regularly and found that it does have a significant mineral content, higher pH, and less copper and iron than Chicago tap water. And from the watering hole to Hop Butcher for the World Brewery, uh, for the World Brewery on Lincoln Avenue, 
where brewmasters are testing their newest ale rejuvenation station made with water from the magic pump. Uh, can't officially say that it's magic, uh, it's magic because we have no proof of that, but it's still a fun story no matter what you believe. Co-owner Jeremiah Zimmer says, your brain kind of goes there. Again, I think that's what my fasting might be, but yeah, ride the way. If this magic water pump is legit, we should probably make a beer out of it. The beer debuted uh, later, the beer debuts later this month. He's not the first Chicago bartender have reportedly been using the magic pump uh, water for drinks dating back to the 1950s. The water is free to the public. There is another pump that draws from the same aquifer across the street, but fewer use it. And like the water and word that continues to flow, the line continues to grow because the only thing more powerful than a fountain of youth is the restorative power that lies in those who believe in it. So, Joe, I guess I don't have to ask you to explain to me what a fountain of youth is because it's in the it's in the uh, it's in the name. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on uh, the idea of a fountain of youth? Like, do you believe? Because like, in my mind, if it exists, it's in South America. Oh, interesting. Yeah, everything's in South America. It seems Aztec stuff, you know, things like that. Yeah. Wait, is that South America? That's South America, right? Aztec. That's Central, South Central. Central, yeah, yeah. So that's where I believe it is. But what's, what's your thoughts on fountains of youth? Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept. I hope they exist. Um, I feel like every time anyone's ever found one, it has turned out to not be real. Um, but you know, I, I really, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I, I think it would be very cool if it existed. I hope it does. Um, South America seems as likely as any place, uh, Central America seems as likely as any place anywhere. I don't know why it is, but there's something about like a rainforest or a jungle that feels like it's the place it should be. Like, it's weird that, um, you would like, here in Chicago, we have oak savanna. Like that's our that's our ecosystem. That's not an ecosystem I think screams fountain of youth. But hey, you know maybe it's a head fake. Maybe you know maybe the uh, whatever whatever's out there that that I don't want to say controls the media. That's like way too far. But um, you know I, I I do feel like if it's a rare and precious thing that has existed for long enough. It makes sense that we they would want us to associate it with a place that it's not. So, you know, maybe maybe this is it. Maybe it's the real deal. Um, I do also think that like um, there are a lot of minerals and nutrients in our that our bodies need that they don't always get because of our diets or or whatever. And so, if you happen to find water that has those minerals and nutrients in it, that um, you know, I, I could definitely see, especially before the advent of uh, modern plumbing, uh, I, I could see that being an, an actual fountain of youth for a lot of people who are, are drinking it and, and it actually, it, it does something to help them not age as quickly as the people who don't drink from it because they're actually getting the minerals they need, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that prevent, that do something, you know, like that's, that's actually how they, def- they found, um, fluoride that's in your toothpaste that makes your teeth harder. Yeah. Do they um, really put that in the water? I well, so they originally found it. The way they found it was there was a community. I, I want to say it was in Italy. I don't know why yeah. that had an extremely high content of fluoride in their water naturally. Yeah. That um, 
uh, they, these people tended to have stronger teeth than everyone around them, and they they were curious as to why, and so they they did some research, and that's how they discovered fluoride uh, was so good for your teeth, uh, which is why they started putting it in your toothpaste and stuff. I don't know. I think they do put it in in your drinking water, yeah, but it's like it's trace amounts. It's just enough to help make it uh to, to like get the effects that your teeth yeah. are a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, because I because I know I mean obviously I you know you hear it on TV shows and movies and stuff like that. I've never actually Google searched it, but you know you hear from time to time we're like, "Oh yeah, they're dumping fluoride into the water and stuff like that to kind of help with your teeth because people don't take care of their teeth as much as they should or as as often and stuff and I just never knew if that was a real thing because whenever I think of fluoride, I think of mouthwash. And I was like, right. I never once got a glass of water and like, mm, minty. Right. Uh, since, since 1940, I'm on the CDC's website. Uh, since 1945, hundreds of cities have started community, community water fluoridation. And in 2020, nearly 73% of the United States served by community water systems had access to fluoridated water. Uh, because of its contribution to the dramatic decline in tooth decay over the past 75 years, CDC named community water fluoridation as one of 10 great public health achievements of the 20th century. How would they do that for the city of Chicago to get their water from the lake, though? Like, how much fluoride is in that fucking lake? Yeah, I, I do know at the top of this article, it says that all water has a little bit of fluoride in it. Nat- all natural yeah, water yeah. has a little bit in it. Um, but that, that trace amounts is not, are not going to help your, your teeth. Um, but that, I mean, I'm sure they process the water before it comes in, especially since like we dump a lot of wastewater back into Lake Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. although I think we clean it before we dump it nowadays. There was a time when we did not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I remember, uh, when, when I, when I first saw this article and I first read it, my first thought came out probably back to one of my favorite books when I was a kid, and I'm actually probably going to buy that book so I can read it. Uh, you ever hear a book called Tuck Everlasting? Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever read the book, but I saw the movie Fantasy. with uh, Elijah yeah. Wood. Yeah, the only part of the movie I remember is dude falling off of the Ferris wheel. Interesting. Uh, actually, that part and the part where the dad burns himself to prove that, you know, they're, they can't die because they, you know, drink from the well. Gosh, I forgot about uh, that. But yeah, every time I think of a fountain of youth, I was like, man, I, I know this is in the Amazon rainforest and probably the dead center point of it behind a waterfall. Um, like it's just, it, it exists, but it's hidden away and it's hidden away for the very fact that when they did know about it back then, they didn't want anyone else to find it. But at the same time, it's also one of the things like when you think about it, like, like if there was a fountain of youth and it made you, youthful is it more of a physical youth or like because i i mean i mean i know i don't maintain the youth you have yeah like you know like i don't i don't honestly believe that there's a fountain out there that decreases your age back down to like a teenager or some shit like that but right. it's it's kind of like you said and it's like the article says like there's just certain minerals and stuff like that that are benefits for the skin the hair teeth nails every, you know and stuff like that so um, I love the concept. I think it's awesome that there's something like that in Chicago, and I definitely think we're going to vlog about it oh, one yeah. day. Oh yeah, we gotta go. We gotta yeah. go do that. We gotta try the beer. Like, oh yeah, get all at day. least a half day of it. Oh, we're gonna go. Yeah, well, yeah, all yeah, an all day thing of it. Yeah, maybe three quarters, three quarters of a day. I would think so. Yeah, 
But uh, I'm on. I, I definitely want to do that because I gotta see it. And I got. I want to see how truly lined this line is. Like, if there's really a line, like, how long yeah. is this? So apparently, this thing has been, you know, a thing for eighty years. Right. And like the blessing and stuff is like, okay, so how is it just now I'm hearing about people are lining up to go to that water park? I gotta look at it. I gotta figure out what this place is. But yeah, no, we're we're definitely gonna vlog it. We're definitely gonna have a uh a, a yeah, a day of it. I'm excited for it. But yeah, I know I, I know roughly where it is. I I'm pretty oh. sure I used to live near it. Ooh. Ooh. Perfect. Um yeah, I just I saw the article, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that, well, I'm guessing I'm guessing it's getting some popularity just from this uh, this brewery yeah. using it. Yeah, and yeah, I want to find out because they said it wasn't the only place that did it. I got I want to see if I can find out what the other places. But there was something I I I heard about something happening in Chicago that I wanted to talk about, and while looking for that, I came across this. So. I was like, well, this is kind of more interesting, because the other thing is kind of a bummer. Maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode and kind of talk about because it it's it, – I guess it's not a bummer. It's just like it's something I don't quite understand, and maybe a guy like Joe could clarify for me because you're more intelligent than I am. Um, But, yeah, I just uh, – I saw I saw it, and I was like, you know, found a view thing. Never really hear about that, and I never heard about it in Chicago. Yeah, but right? – Yeah, who knows? Um. Yeah, I feel like the last time I heard about it was, uh, like, in a serious context, was probably social studies class in high school, where they talked yeah. about, like, that's why Cortez or whatever came to the yeah. States, or exactly. uh, Vasco yeah. da Gama, or uh, I don't know who else. Those are the two that I know. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, on the, on the hunt for the fountain of youth, because the king wanted to live forever, or some goofy shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like kings do. Like people, like that, uh, that one... I can't remember his name, Brian Johnson or whatever, that billionaire uh, who who he spends like uh, like tens of thousands a month on like a pill regimen, an exercise regimen that he claims is reducing his biological age. Have you heard about this guy? We should talk only, about it on the next episode. Maybe, the, only, the only Brian Johnson I know of is a musician. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, he steals his son's blood. Oh, he steals. He gets it. He gets it. He has his son's permission. But <laughs> oh, solid, solid. Yeah, it's a forced givings. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about that in the next episode. Uh, in the meantime, Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? Uh, what am I freaking thinking about? You know, I I feel like. Ooh, um, what's the show count? Oh, I I don't think it's changed. I think I'm at eight eighty five or eight eighty six. Oh, you didn't um, watch any? I haven't watched any since the last time I talked about it. Is this a Lent? Is this what you're giving up for Lent? Uh, I don't think it's a, an official I'm giving it up for Lent. It's more of uh, every time I think about going back, I'm like, ah. Just the, the episode I'm on, the reason I stopped watching it was that I just didn't like it, mm-hmm. this particular episode. And so um, I'm just I'm waiting until it feels right to finish yeah. this episode. Dude, and that that's kind of what sucks for me, like, right now is I'm in the middle of, like, maybe, like, four or five shows because and they're and they're like they're not new shows I've never seen before. They're shows I watch over and over and over again, series over and over. Yeah, again. yeah. But there's always one story arc or a sto- or or a storyline that they put into these series that I just don't like. And it's like, yep. man, if I could get over this and not if I could watch everything but this, 
yeah. then I could probably watch the entire series like straight through without a fucking problem. But uh, I mean, because I mean, a lot of them they're they're detective and like you know uh, detective based shows. So it's like they do it like so. This story arc is in this episode, but not this one. And then these two, and then not this one. And then oh, this one, that, so it's like right. so it's scattered throughout. It's like it's like ah, oh, I really like connects the season or whatever. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, like, I don't, I don't like this storyline. I don't want to watch this storyline again. But the problem is, is there's, there's moments in these episodes unrelated to the storyline that you need to see to enjoy what happens next in the shows. And I'm just like, I, uh, so, yeah, so I, I'm, there's like four or five shows that I'm watching that I get to a certain point and now I'm just like taking a break from because like I know like this is the story and now I'm just bored of it. Fucking, let's see what else is there and stuff and. Yeah, so yep. I understand what you're saying, you know, and but I guess yours, I guess you would be a little bit different because this is new to you, but it's just kind of like not keeping your attention. Yeah, well, it's just it's it's there's a, it's a particular character who I thought had been killed off gotcha. like 600 episodes ago, um, who I hated. I was so happy he was dead, and now for some reason he's back and he's doing the same stuff that he was doing before that I hated the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and now but now he's doing it to a character who is like. Uh, so, in short, there's this group of, like, really rich people. Uh, they call them the Celestial Dragons. They're allowed basically to do whatever they want throughout the whole world. Um, no one's allowed to tell them no. And one of the things they like to do is um, they like to enslave the uh, – there's there's some undersea people, uh, fishmen and mermaids. Yeah. And they, they use them as slaves. And, uh, and it's just, it's, uh, there's a, there's a character who is a, a princess of the mer, of the, of the mermaids, of the fish people. And she is, uh, one of my favorite characters in the series. Uh, the episodes that involve her are wonderful. Uh, and she's, she's just a very sympathetic character. And she's only like, she's, she's like 16, right? She's a kid. And so she, she's trying to get her, her kingdom to be part of the world government so that the fishmen and mermaids can have rights, uh, like all of the other kingdoms. And this celestial dragon, uh, sees her and he's like, I, she's, that's the biggest mermaid I've ever seen. I must have her. And he's trying to enslave a, a child. You know, he's trying to enslave a child who's there to free her people. And it just, it, it just upsets me. I'm just like, ah. I understand that this heavy-handed metaphor is a heavy-handed metaphor, but I don't want it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you, man. And hopefully uh, that explanation doesn't ruin it for Dizzle J, who's watching the same series as you are, who also listens to our podcast. Yeah, hopefully not. I, yeah. I, I hope it won't. I, I tried to keep it as vague as possible. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Jay, uh, Jay uh, spoiler alert. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, so there we go. We, we, we gave it to you. Yeah, we, we 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 said the words. That's what counts. It's like right. when somebody gets hit with a brick, and somebody's like, "Look out!" Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, yeah. But what am I? What am I actually freaking thinking about? Yeah. Is probably um. So just a, a little update on my cat. Um, my diabetic cat is down from uh, uh as of Tuesday this week. We are able to uh, instead of two, one unit of insulin twice a day, we're allowed to do one unit one unit of insulin once a day. Uh, which means that um. I don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to feed him anymore because we don't have to keep like we still try to feed him 12 hours apart, but we don't have to give him insulin in the evening, which means we don't have to stay up with him. Gotcha. Uh, and so I've been getting I've been getting a couple extra hours of sleep uh, every day for the past few days, which has been awesome. I, I didn't know that 
mattered that much, but it apparently matters a lot. Um, my mood is better. I've got more energy. I'm happier. Um, and on top of that, my, uh, my cat is slightly less diabetic. And so hopefully in another couple of weeks, his numbers stay good and then we can reduce it to zero, zero units, zero times a day, which will be great. So, um, yeah. And then, and then he'll be fully in remission and that'll be, that'll be awesome too. So, uh, yeah. So probably that. What about I'm you? Like, what are you forgetting about? Well, first off, I'm I feel happy like I that, first off, I'm happy that you and I could, uh, you know, find the same mindset. And all it took was for you to sleep an extra couple hours. And it was for me to starve myself for days, but <laughs> Hey, awesome. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, the, the only, the only thing that I'm excited about is, uh, is this fast. And honestly, I thought I was going to be miserable, but I just, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. You know, the only thing that, the only thing that's rough is, um, I guess continuously rough. Obviously not eating is a hard thing to do, but at least, right. you know, I'm, I'm in my office and not near my kitchen is fine. Um, but, uh, smoking. I, uh, oh. I definitely, I definitely find myself smoking a lot more. Oh, gotcha. um, yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> cut, For some reason, cut, I, I heard it as like, <laughs> like you're not smoking at all. And I was like, whoa, damn, oh. dude, you're giving up food and cigarettes at the oh, same time. And you're no. feeling euphoria. That's oh, incredible. No, buddy. No, no. If I'm giving up eating and smoking at the same time, I'm dead. You know, just, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like nicotine probably helps a lot with hunger pangs. Yeah. Well, yeah. When just know that whenever I do have my funeral and you're there looking at me in that coffin, just they're like, "Hey, you know, he's he's working that fast and he quit smoking at the same time. Good for him. Right. Solid." <laughs> um. So, but yeah, there's the the whole thing with me is I I do have an addictive personality. Uh, when it comes to like food and smoking, uh, even like drinking when I was younger, not like not like not like you know, an addiction to where, like, it affects my life. Um, you know, it's uh, obviously, you know, like, smoking pot, I did that, and then it became addictive. And so, But the thing is, like, when I really enjoy doing something, I really just want to keep on doing it. I don't want to stop doing it. And no matter how many times I say I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get healthier, I'm going to get better, I'm going to, you know, make an effort to be a better person, a healthier person, a skinnier person, blah, 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 blah. It always comes back to the whole, like, ah, God, I really want to have a Pepsi, or, geez, I really want to have a cookie, or, geez, I really want to get a cheesesteak, and I really want to be a giant, not a mini from Jersey Mike's. And um, So, to me, I consider that an addictive personality. Uh, probably not to the extreme that other people have, and maybe some addicts would look at me like, you know, I'm using that word wrong, and you're entitled to believe that. To me, I feel like I have an addictive personality in the sense of, like, I can't stop eating. I can't stop smoking. At a time, I can't stop drinking. I just, you know, when I go out and I go with my buddies and everything, we can sit there and we can have, like, you know, now two, three, four drinks, have a good night. Back then, if we were going out, well, we got to be doing shots. You know, we have to right. be doing shots and stuff like that. Uh, so, um, I don't know, that glutton, I guess, would be whatever. Sure. Uh, so, I have a glutton personality, if you know, if that helps people, but... Uh, I think working on self-control is something that I'm starting to appreciate more. And like I said, like the entire time I was sitting at home last night, you know, making chicken, knowing like, well, I cannot eat that chicken. Looking at the Edmonds donuts, like I really want that fucking donut. 
You know, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, I could run over to McDonald's right now and get one of those awesome double Big Mac, whatever bullshit they're saying, you know. And you I know, there's like, a part of me that wants to try that so bad, but there's the rest of me knows that it's just going to taste like a regular Big Mac. Yeah. I, Which I, don't get me wrong. I like, but, like, do I want to pay extra just to have the extra meat? Yeah. yeah. If, if you want – all it is is four regular-sized burgers. That right. equates to two quarter pounder burgers. If you ever really want to try it, honestly, Joe, if you ever really want to try it, all you gotta do is go in, get a Big Mac, substitute quarter pounder, quarter pound uh, buns, or get a double quarter pounder with cheese, with no right. ketchup, no mustard, add mac sauce and lettuce. It's it, it would all be the same, and it's less bread. So like, I don't know I what they're that. trying to get. I don't know what they're trying to get away with. Because they're because the whole thing is for McDonald's is they have to quarter patties, quarter pounder, quarter pounder with cheese, blah blah. Right. And the regular size burgers, they're eighth patties. Like that's oh, okay. their size. They're eighths and quarters. Right. So th- that's all it is. So I don't know why they think it's a lot better. I'm guessing maybe they have an overabundance of regular uh, regular patties that they need oh, that to get sense. out of the way. So they're like, well, let's just take the Big Mac and we'll just add two more patties out. We give away four in one time. It's like, dude. Just give everyone the quarter pounder Big Mac and move the fuck on. Yeah, maybe they're trying to get as much out of the way before Lent got hard, you know, got going. Probably, yeah, yeah. I do. I, I, I oh, there was another thing. I did see a, a ranking that somebody did on uh, the best fast food fish fillets or fast food fish sandwiches. And I was like, man, we did that. We did it fucking better. Um, and they even do I mean, places nice that we did it better. We did do it better. We hundred percent did it better. Yeah, yeah. They did places that like don't exist like nationwide. You know, we oh. looked out for everyone. They didn't even do Culver's, the monsters. And I believe Culver's was our favorite one. Yeah, that was Culver's so, was really good. It was really good. Um, but yeah, yeah. I am focused on the fasting. I'm focused on the fact that uh, I'm not eating as much. I still, to this day, I haven't had a drink since December thirtieth, and that's wow. Not, yeah, that's not for a lack of trying. It's just for I just haven't done it. Right. Um, drink. Yeah. He's like, like, see, I I enjoy a drink from time to time. But the thing is, I haven't gone out with Connor Michelle since the thirtieth. I haven't gone out and done anything. It's not you know deck weather to go sit over at Mom and Carl's house on the deck and drink. So it's just like, it's like if I'm not with somebody, I don't drink by myself. You know. And when I went yep. shopping on Wednesday, I, I picked up sugar free Pepsi uh, cans and I picked up uh, sugar free Rupert. Which, by the way, sugar free Rupert tastes just like fucking root beer. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, Grandma D always had diet, uh, mug in her fridge. Yeah. And, yeah. It's exactly the same. It's absolutely delicious. Or A&W, A and whatever. Yep. But and, she did both. But. Yeah. So I got that and I was like, you know, if I mix that with Bacardi, it'd be pretty fun. Good. But I still haven't done that because it's just like, I just, I'm just not really focused on the whole drinking thing right now. You know, I, yep. and I just haven't been, you know, I've been, I've been focusing more on making sure that we're, that we're sticking to the recordings of the shows, making sure that the audios and videos are going out adequately. And I'm just, I'm glad that that is kind of preoccupying my time because it's allowing me to, you know, it, it's helping with my focus, I think, more than anything. Um, I know when I break this fast, there could be a possibility that things could go back to normal. I'm hoping eating wise it doesn't. I do. I, I know. I bought some. I bought some brown rice. I do have broccoli, and like I said, I just made some chicken. So over the next, you know, after my fast break for the next few days, I will be having chicken rice and broccoli for lunches and nice. stuff. Trying to find more healthier ways to live. Doing high um, protein, high fiber stuff to keep yeah. you full longer, and 
Exactly. The nice. one thing, the one thing I did, the one thing that that gave me the idea that I was going to fail the uh, fast completely was when I was looking up the startup of the fast was, um, eat high fiber foods before you start, uh, broccoli and stuff like that. I ate McDonald's. So clearly not the same fucking thing, <laughs> but, uh, I wanted to try the shamrock shake. I was like, it's in, I want to try it. I want to have at least one of them. So I got the shamrock shake. I got uh chicken nuggets and fries and, it just made me feel so bloated and full. I'm like, I, yeah, I got, I got to do the fast, and I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I had that mindset then, and I'm glad I committed to it, because usually I say I'm going to do a 24 hour fast and ends in 12 hours. I'm going to do a 36 hour fast and ends in 16 hours. It's like, if I don't reach 72, I don't reach 72. Like I said, everyone says you have to build to it. So if I don't right. reach it, I don't reach it. I can accept that. I'm happy with what I have right now. And if I do decide to break my fast today because my body is telling me I need to eat, then at least I have grilled chicken and I can I can heat up green beans. I got canned green beans. I got frozen broccoli. I got whatever I need to have a healthy meal. Um, but I'm praying and hoping that the the fact that my back is feeling better has something to do with what I'm doing and it sticks around. Because if my back is the way it is now, then it's going to motivate me to go back to the gym because my biggest worry is going to the gym, driving all the way to the gym, getting there, starting to work out and feel like the shooting pain through my back where I can't get anything. And I leave within like 10, 15 minutes. And just not, I mean, it's, it's a stupid mindset, but it's not me feeling like I wasted my time. It's other people looking at me like, wow, that fat dude couldn't fucking work out for more than 15 fucking minutes. And I know it's a stupid way to think about it because I'm sure nobody would think that. But right. in my mind, they are. So if my back is feeling the way it is feeling now going forward, then I will be uh, making plans to go to the gym and working out. And I'm hoping maybe one day uh, since Derek moved back into town that maybe he can be my gym buddy and, you know, motivate me to go and everything. So Yeah, nice. That'd be great. Yeah, so fasting. Uh, my fast is what I'm focused on uh, as of right now. Nice. So. Hey, Joe. Yes. Every week, our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough for our listeners, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Excellent. Guys, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and X, just by searching this freaking show. Uh, our audio is released on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts for now. Remember, Google Podcasts is going away April 4th, and it will be turned into YouTube music. But anywhere you listen to our show, go ahead and continue to do so. If you haven't found us, just Google this freaking show, and every place that we are listed will pop up. Just make sure you are subscribing. Uh, video uh, podcast are released over on our Freaknet Studios uh, YouTube channel. Go over there, subscribe, hit the notification bell as well, and you can watch our episode if you choose not to just listen. So either way, it's fine. Just make sure you subscribe, rank it, review it, you know, whatever they ask you to do. Comment on anything that you have questions about. We love to get comments and respond to people. And, you know, we haven't mentioned this in quite some time, but uh, I'll do it now. If you're a content creator in any type of way, books, comics, uh, music, cosplaying, whatever it is, Reach out to us. We love having those interviews, and uh, we would love to sit down and learn about whatever you're creating, what you're doing out there in the world. And 
like I said, we're, I mean, as obviously right now we are doing the video podcasting, but if you prefer audio for your interview, we can do that just as well. So, uh, we like meeting new people and, uh, it's been a minute since we had an interview and, uh, who knows? Maybe we get some, I know I saw Super Casey is making a return to conventions and stuff. So good for her. Uh, wish her all the best in that. And, uh, yeah, just uh, reach out to us at, uh, this freaking show at yahoo.com or, you know, message us on uh, Facebook at this freaking show. Perfect. Guys, that's all I got. As always, I am Travis. I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>